We are sponsored by Raise Energy, powered by the enhanced refresh technology. Raise Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink that aids in the most often overlooked categories. Raise Energy targets focus, enhances your recovery time, improves clean energy levels, and boosts your stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each single can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates, which that gives you a smarter and more healthier option. You should not have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbs than you can count. Opt for the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market today with Raise Energy. If you want to get yourself a can of Raise Energy, go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P, sports.com. Use my promo code HPP1000, HPP1000 at checkout, and you will receive a generous discount. podcast i'm your host as always dylan hodge but you guys already know that i'm on instagram and i'm on twitter and i am mr dylan hodge you can follow the podcast as well on instagram at the hodge podge podcast wherever you're listening to this if you are enjoying us please leave a five-star review and just you know type a little review that you love the show and it helps the podcast grow and i'm very much appreciative if you think we're worth one star, well, then I would much rather you not leave one star than leave than, than, than leave one star. So, But today is going to be a little different um, for a podcast that I've done in a very long time. Um, I've loved, and a guy, you guys have loved me just getting on here and chatting for a little bit. So that's what I'm going to do today. Next week, we're going to have a guest. Um, so all going to be good and dandy. It's getting up to the Thanksgiving week. It is um, the Monday before Thanksgiving. So, hope you guys in, what, two days, three days? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, three days. Are going to be eating a lot of food, get stuffed. A lot of you are going to be getting drunk. And a lot of people have Thursday through Sunday off. So, that's a lot of time to uh, to get your Black Friday shopping done. Um, because I know a lot of Walmarts, here especially, um, they're not doing Black Friday. They are doing deals every Friday leading up to Black Friday, I think, and maybe even afterwards. Um, so I've got a couple of good things. I um, so you guys know I love I love to read. I read all the all the fucking time. So I got Will Smith's new book Will, and then I got Jamie Foxx's Act Like You Got Some Sense. These were on sale. I was gonna buy them anyways. But these are on sale for $14 at my Walmart's um, Black Friday. So, I mean, I stole those for $30 together instead of $30 a piece. So that was a that was a win-win for me. We're also going to be reviewing some movies today. Um, I think we're going to do two or three of them. Um, I have a lot. I have some in the bank um, already recorded. Just going to get those out there and bang those up. 
Um, but here is why I stopped doing the movies reviews. Because it just kept taking so much time for me to watch a movie, review it, watch a movie, review it. Sure, I signed up for that. But I decided, you know, I said, you know what? This is getting old. This means I have to watch one new movie a week. And sometimes there's not a movie a week that I want to watch. So I decided, you know what? The movies that I'm excited to watch, I'm going to watch. Or just movies in general that are getting these rave reviews from Rotten Tomatoes or just people that I trust when I watch movies. But enough of the movie talk. We'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Before we move on to the next topic, I want to talk about... Something that has literally changed my life. What would you do if you were killed in a car wreck today? Would you have the money in the bank to bury you? Would your family have the money in the bank to bury you? Probably not, right? Well, Globe Life Liberty National is giving out $3,000 of accidental death policies which are at no cost to you. 3000 for you, 3000 for a spouse, and $1,000 on each child in the household under the age of 18, whether it be adopted kids, grandkids, or your regular children. Message me right now, either at the email below, the hodgepodgeproductions at gmail.com, or on my Instagram, at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge, or the podcast's Instagram, at the Hodgepodge Podcast, and let me know that you are interested, and I will get you guys set up. You can also be entered into a chance to win a free $1,000 in cash of spending money right before the Christmas time. And the second place draw will get a $500 cash giveaway for you to spend before Christmas time. Again, that's Global Life Liberty National. $3,000 accidental death policies at no cost to you. Alright, in the news today, we've got 177 lawsuits filed two weeks after deadly World tragedy. This is coming from ABC13.com. It says nearly 200 lawsuits have been filed against Travis Scott, Live Nation, and other defendants two weeks after the tragedy at World. Ten people died following the festival. Their autopsy results have not been made public. The family of Danish Beg, 27, said he was killed while saving his fiancée's life. They filed a lawsuit on Friday. <clears throat> the last time his fiance heard Danish's voice was him screaming her name out in terror while he was trying to get her out and save her life, the family's attorney, Michael Lyons, has said. That's something she will never forget. With so many lawsuits and counting, ABC 13 legal analyst Steve Shellist said he does not anticipate this will go to a jury trial. Eventually, I foresee the insurance companies for the defendants will pay. They'll pay a lot more than they want to pay. The plaintiffs will end up taking much less than they are hoping to get. That's called a settlement. Both sides walk away a little bit unhappy. The highest dollar amount listed in the lawsuit so far is $2 billion, followed by Houston attorney Tony Busby's $750 million lawsuit. Now, I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but I think none of these lawsuits would would. I don't want to say that because obviously lawsuits would be in place if Travis Scott would have stopped the concert instead of saying, okay, screw these people, let's go. Um, I, I just don't think it would be hit as hard. So, I don't know. 
it makes sense that it's not going to go to trial. Um, it also makes sense, like uh, the attorney had mentioned, that it's just going to agree upon in court. That's something that's really going to happen. I don't think anyone's going to get two million dollars, uh, two billion dollars. Um, they may walk away with a couple of million apiece if that works. You know, if the lawsuits go that far, Travis Scott is just going to have to take a way much needed and bigger break than he's supposed to or he needs to because right now I'm pretty sure people are going to want him dead. I mean, think about it. If my family were to be killed in a tragic stampede accident, <clears throat> yes, it was an accident. It was an accident. It should have happened, but it was an accident. Travis Scott should have stopped the concert out of respect. It should have been like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Let's figure it out right now. But he didn't. And that's the biggest part people can't people can't agree upon. It happened back in the 90s with Guns N' Roses. And I think this is an this is this is an even bigger case because more people died. I think one or two people died at the Guns N' Roses show in the nineties, but ten people have, you know, tragically passed away for this and it's it's crazy. And somebody needs to be because here is my point. I don't know why Travis Scott is getting the lawsuits. I think because sure, he did not stop the concerts like he was supposed to. But the venue should be in charge of the lawsuits and should be sued because there was not proper security, there was not proper protection, nothing like that. And so that's that's where I stand with that. All right, next up in a news article from businessinsider.com, Tesla is hit with new sexual harassment lawsuit alleging the company operates like a frat house. A Tesla factory worker alleges in a new lawsuit that female employees at the company face rampant sexual harassment. Jessica Barraza, a current worker at Tesla's Fremont, California factory, said Elon Musk's company fosters a nightmarish work culture, according to the suit filed on Thursday. In court documents, Barraza, who works the night shift, says she was continually subjected to sexual harassment from co-workers and supervisors in the form of lewd comments and unsolicited physical touch. Tesla's factory floor more resembles a crude, acraic construction site or frat house than a cutting-edge company in the heart of the progressive San Francisco Bay Area. According to Barraza's suit, she endured harassment for three years and repeatedly reported the issues to Tesla's human resources team to no avail. As far as Ms. Barraza was aware, Tesla did nothing to investigate or address the event, the lawsuit says. She and her lawyer say Tesla broke the law by failing to prevent sexual harassment at the plant despite knowledge of the incidents. Tesla did not respond to a request for comment. The 38-year-old detailed several instances when co-workers touched her backside without permission, including when a male co-worker stuck his leg between her thighs. The incident caused Barraza to feel unsafe at the factory and spawned frequent panic attacks, according to the lawsuit. She's afraid to return to work knowing that her body could be violated at any time with no repercussions. She is now afraid to be alone in public spaces around men she does not know. Her doctor has taken... Why would you be alone in public places... With men you don't know. Because if you're in an aisle at a grocery store, everybody's going to see it, right? So where do you... Are you in a cubicle? I, I, I don't understand. This is kind of ridiculous. Um, 
it's crazy now because sure, a lot of businessmen and successful business people they get away with a lot of stuff they shouldn't get away with. But I don't think every woman has endured a sexual harassment case all of a sudden when Elon Musk becomes the most wealthiest man in the history. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't understand um, what's... I don't know. I want to know your guys' thoughts on the Elon Musk... Because it wasn't Elon Musk that got hit with the sexual harassment. It was the people. Yes, they are crazy men. Men are pigs. We're pigs. But don't they do like heavy background checks to be like a part of like a billion dollar business? Like you would think that I haven't seen any kind of sexual harassment come out of Apple. So I don't know. It's um, It's crazy. In movie news, Ghostbusters Afterlife tops Fridays with the great $16.5 million. So Ghostbusters Afterlife started with a strong $16.5 million from 4,300 theaters at the Friday box office, putting the Sony event pick on course to open to a better than expected $40 million or more in North America. The movie, which is launching in advance of the lucrative Thanksgiving corridor, is succeeding in attracting families, a win for the box office recovery and the franchise's resurrection. Um, the story follows what happens when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town and begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. The film earned an A-minus cinema score ahead of the B-plus that Paul Feig's female skewing Ghostbusters received in 2016. I will not be seeing this new Ghostbusters in the theaters. Um, I adore and I love and worship the very first Ghostbusters. And I do not want to be disappointed like when I went and saw the Dumb and Dumber 2. Um, that was a fucking stinker. And I do not want Ghostbusters to do this. I did not watch the female Ghostbusters until literally a couple years ago. And it's been out for a while. People said it was bad, and I wanted to see how bad. Now, if people said this movie is fantastic, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it either way. Because um, if people say it's really bad, then I know what to go and expect. And if people say it's really good, then I know not to set my expectations too high. Because people that say a, a movie is really, really good means that it's just good. And they, they're going over because you know they're in the heat of the moment. But it doesn't... Paul Rudd's in it, but it doesn't it it doesn't spark interest in me because sure you know Bill Murray they're back in it, but it still doesn't strike me as something that I have to go see because I'm just so in love with the first film that I am scared to death that this movie is going to ruin the first film for me. Uh, it happened with Dumb and Dumber. It's happened with Coming to America, the second the second one that was released on Amazon Prime last year was absolutely horrendously bad. Um, and so, it's, it, I'm nervous about it. So, I, I'm very, I'm very nervous about it. Mr. Beast now wants to save the oceans with Team C's and internet is here for it. 
Mr. Beast, a.k.a. Jimmy Donaldson, YouTuber's biggest philanthropist, is back with another ambitious project, and it's safe to say the entire community is backing him up again. After planting 20 million trees with the help of fans, internet strangers, and even tech mogul Elon Musk, Mr. Beast wants to save the seas by clearing up 30 million pounds of trash from the oceans. How could that be possible, you ask? Team Seas is a global campaign to raise $30 million to remove 30 million pounds of plastic and trash from our oceans, rivers, and beaches. Spearheaded by former NASA engineer and current YouTuber Mark Rober alongside Jimmy, hashtag Team Seas has partnered up with Ocean Conservancy and the Ocean Cleanup. All donations made according to the website would be split between the two organizations. Now, I love Mr. Beast. I subscribe to him and I watch, not every video, but I watch, you know, I'm always intrigued when he puts new ones out because it's like, what can this guy do next? But I do not like the fact, is he using his YouTube platform for good? Absolutely. But, what is he doing? Like, here's my thing. I see a lot of people on YouTube and they are giving back to the homeless people, but they shove it, but they're shoving a camera in their face. And I wonder, is this the same intent that Mr. Beast has just to get content out there? Or is he doing this with the content? Like is the obviously the content's able to, you know, put him on a higher pedestal because of the YouTube that he does and he gives back. But it's still it's still one of those that I get nervous and, 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 and nervous about because I'm not too sure if he's doing it for the right reasons. But anyways, look, that's all the news that I have today. I'm going to go over today. We've been here for 20 minutes, so I'm going to keep this like a short podcast. So let's go over right now to the movie reviews that I've done. for. The- all right. So the first movie we're going to review here in this long line of reviews we've got going. I think I've got three. I'm going <laughs> to I think I've got three. I'm going to give you guys today. So the first one that we're going to review is, in my opinion, not a masterpiece, but pretty close to it for Netflix. Um, And it's Red Notice. Now, Red Notice is starring Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds and also Gal Gadot. And Dwayne Johnson is this FBI agent who is trying to find the biggest art thief or just thief in the world and he has to go with Ryan Reynolds who is also the second known biggest thief in the world and and it's kind of this mystery um somebody compared it to Mission Impossible which I didn't fully agree with I don't think it was um I don't think it was Mission Impossible-esque. It's kind of like one of the old 80s, early 90s mystery, you know, adventure type movies, you know. And the thing about it is I am always scared to watch a Dwayne Johnson movie anymore because as big as a wrestling fan I am and as big as The Rock is you know, one of my heroes when it comes to success stories. And, but I, The Rock gets on my nerves sometimes. He irritates me because he does superhuman-like stuff every time you see him. And so I was scared this movie was going to be that. But in actuality, it wasn't. There was, there. I think there was like once, 
once or twice maybe in this two hour movie that we saw The Rock be a superhuman, but it was nothing like his movies are like um I think he did uh the skyscraper where he was like jumping from skyscrapers to skyscrapers. Uh, th- th- it's none of that. Now, if you wanted comedy with Ryan Reynolds, I was thinking, I, before I watched it, I thought we were going to get a serious, because uh, Ryan Reynolds has done great, um, great serious roles like Buried and then Safe House and all these good things, but I thought we were going to get another serious role from Ryan Reynolds. But it is the same Ryan Reynolds comedy goofiness that you would expect from Ryan Reynolds. And, you know, the movie was pretty... The movie surprised me. I honestly think this is the best movie Netflix has released. A lot of people will say, Nah, bro, it's Bird Box. Eh, I don't give a shit about Bird Box. Uh, it was okay. It was alright. But Netflix has this... Netflix has this epitome of they make fantastic TV shows, but the movies just aren't there. But this movie, I think this movie is going to, I I think it's going to cultivate what the new Netflix movies are going to be in the future. Because this movie was done right, and the ending the ending shocked the crap out of me. I was the end of the movie. My jaw was agape, and there is a the almost the closing end of the movie. There is a surprise um, small role that a <laughs> that a celebrity plays, and he actually he actually nails it. It's it's it, it it's hilarious his his little minor part. But for Red Notice on Netflix, I'm going to give it. Four and a half out of five. I absolutely loved it. I watched it twice. I'm probably going to watch it a third time. Um, I, I just I, I loved it that much. It was it was goofy, but it was also serious and had great action sequences and was really really good from the start. So four and a half out of five for Netflix's Red Notice. All right. So the next movie I'm going to review is. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, I did not go see this in theaters. I did not have time to go watch it in the theaters like I wanted to. Um, so I watched it uh, on video on demand. I got it a couple of uh, I got it a couple of months early, and I'm actually just now reviewing it. So I have a couple of points. Um, and it's actually going to take off from what the movie, I'm going to rate it. I wish there were subtitles when they were speaking Mandarin. I wish they would have. There's a part in the movie where it doesn't really tell the whole story about why Shang Chai is facing this person. I don't know if they released who I don't really know the premise behind it. Like I don't know if they say who the relationship to Shang Chai is. Um so I'm just not gonna say it. But I don't they did it well, but they could have done it a lot more better by just 
there were there were a couple of things that I would have taken from it and made it twisted it maybe maybe tied it up a little bit more and made it make more sense instead of saying okay this could be possibly if there's a two if there's a sequel to it um also I liked the movie being serious the movie was serious there were a couple times um that it was just it, 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 the comedy in it for me didn't do it um the movie overall is fantastic it's a lot of act, like a lot of action it's kind of it kind of reminds me of a John Wick type of action movie there's a lot more action than there is talking in the movie and i think that works well for superhero movies um, and I think Marvel's found their niche with this is with, with, with finally with this one. Um, but I did not like it as much as I thought I would. I did not know a lot and I still don't know a lot about the Shane Chai comic book character. Um, but I didn't know a lot about the Black Panther character either because I, I'm not a comic nerd. I love superhero movies. I'm a big Marvel and DC nerd, but not a comic book nerd. And so I don't understand how his story comes into play for the movie per se. But I will say this. I enjoyed it more than Black Widow. And Black Widow is one of my favorite characters. I just think her movie... <sighs> I think the movie Black Widow was a little rushed. If I'm being honest with you. Because, and I also think... Spoiler alert here, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame. I think they ruined her storyline when they killed her off of Endgame. Um, I think that they could have killed Hawkeye off. Um, I think they could have done that. I think they could have killed... Hawkeye off more because he had more to live for and it would have been a better story if he would have sacrificed himself for his family but but that's that's besides the point I did not like it as much as Black Panther though I think Black Panther is one of the greatest Marvel movies in fact one of the greatest movies ever created Black Panther was that was that fantastic but Shang-Chi fell short just a little bit and I think it was because the comedy didn't do it for me the comedy was a little stale, and I was lost in between the dialogue because there was no, there was no Mandarin subtitles, and I didn't understand what they were saying. And I even tried to turn on the subtitles, you know, on my TV, the English, and it would just say they're speaking Mandarin. I don't know Mandarin, so that was a little rough for me. Um, other than that, though, other than that, it was a good movie. It was fine. Would I watch it again? Maybe. I watched Black Panther a second time. Uh, uh, Black Widow a second time. So I may watch this a second time. Um, it was okay. It, it was it, it was fine. But it's not going to stack high as I, I, I put Red Notice on the standard here. I'm going to give Shane Chai and Legend of the Ten Rings a solid 3.5 out of 5. And that's my review for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We are sponsored by Ray's Energy. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Ray's Energy delivers with a performance-enhancing energy drink 
the age and the most often overlooked categories. Raise Energy targets focus, enhances your recovery time, improves clean energy levels, and boosts your stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each single can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates, which that gives you a smarter and more healthier option. You should not have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbs than you can count. Opt for the number one fan-voted energy drink on the market today with Raise Energy. If you want to get yourself a can of Raise Energy, go to repsports.com, R-E-P-P, sports.com. Use my promo code HPP1000, HPP1000 at checkout, and you will receive a generous discount. (laughs) 